Dear Younger Celeste, you will be able to somehow turn all of your observations and many feelings into a career. Hello to all of our listeners, postgrads, 20-somethings, and beyond. It's your host today, Alyssa Bernal, one of your Getting Grounded collaborators with episode 9 of our Dear Postgrad podcast. And today we have someone who is very near and dear to me, Celeste de la Pena, who describes herself as a loving, intentional, and observant human being. And she is currently an artistic entrepreneur, hairstylist, and almost yoga teacher. Her pronouns are she, her, and my pronouns are also she, her. So welcome, Celeste. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to to finally be having this conversation with you. Yeah, I'm so excited that we get to record one of the many juicy conversations we have. So if you don't know, Celeste is my hairstylist and has been for the past couple of years. And she's seen me through some chapters, which maybe we'll talk about today. (laughs) But before we get started and dive into our conversation, I'm inviting Celeste to lead us through a little grounding breath practice today. She is in the midst of getting her yoga teacher certification. So y'all get a little preview of that. So begin just sitting comfortably in your seat and bring some attention to where your sitting bones connect with wherever you're sitting, if you're sitting. And feel that grounding through your tailbone as it just kind of reaches through the earth reaching into the core of the earth. And as you ground there, draw your attention and your energy up through your crown and feel that expansion through your crown out of the top of your head. And now in that elongation, bring your attention to your breath and allow the breath to as it is, softly and quietly. Just watch it without trying to change it in any way. Feel and visualize the breath flowing in through your nostrils, down through your throat, and into your lungs. Receiving the breath is a pure form of beauty gift from the universe, from the divine, from God, from creator, the gift that unites us all. As easily and naturally as the breath flows into your body, let it flow back out just as effortlessly, sense of giving back the gift. Allow your mind to become completely absorbed in the flow of breath, noticing how and where it arises 
and what it feels like along the way. If your mind wanders, gently bring it back to the steadiness, the rhythmic flow of your inhale and exhale. Notice the natural quieting and stilling of the mind that happens when you are empty of breath. Allow that sense of quiet to ride along to the following inhale. Through your nostrils. At the crest of your inhale, feel a sense of rising expansion and feeling of openness and spaciousness in your mind. And just as simply, let the breath flow out. Stay with it for a couple more breaths, continuously coming back to the feeling of your thoughts as though enveloped in the breath, at one with the breath, as it flows in and out. When you're ready, bring your attention back to your body. Wiggle your hands and your feet. And when you're ready, you can softly open your eyes again. That was so refreshing. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like, you know, wherever people are maybe listening to this you know easily doing it eyes open or eyes closed really just like bringing that attention to our breath and where we are like I know I was so scattered today so that definitely helped to ground me and I just I just loved the simplicity of that right no fancy breathing no holding <laughs> your breath no counting the breaths right it's really just... I know I'm all, mine's not um we're not gonna count <laughs> <laughs> that's great you know sometimes it's just going back to simplicity, going back to those basics. And I really love that line of like your breath as a gift. I mean, in the times that we're in, (laughs) you know, it's like, yeah, it is such like a gift. Sometimes when I'm in that specific meditation, I, I really think about the breath in that way that of all the things that have been very divisive, especially now, it is so interesting how something we don't even really control, it just naturally is gifted to us that we all share that and unifies us. Yeah, such beautiful words. Thank you so much for leading us through that. That was a special gift from you to all our listeners. (laughs) I hope y'all feel gifted. And going back to you, our guest for today, we like to start off with just a check-in. In one word, how are you feeling right now? What's present for you? New. Mm. In a word, yes. New. I need some of that. <laughs> some newness. Um, I really fought for that. Oh, man, it's been, it's been a rough couple months. So to feel new now, it's like really refreshing because I... Uh, I was in a different place just a couple weeks ago. We're going to get to dive into that soon. (laughs) And, oh, for me, I would say warm, warmth. (laughs) 
like actually physically warm. And also <laughs> I feel just so much warmth for sharing the space with a friend today. And from the past week, is there something that you would like to celebrate, especially about yourself? This past week, well, this week specifically is my last week of yoga teacher training. So ah. I would just like to celebrate that. It's been five weeks and I didn't expect it to go by this quickly. I didn't expect it to be as challenging as it was. So I just would like to celebrate <laughs> getting through it and the ways that it has challenged me to grow. I can definitely relate to that. I think I'm celebrating that I, in this past week, just closed out a group program that I was facilitating with getting grounded and just kind of taking this week to process of like, whoa, what a journey that six weeks was. So we have both been up to a lot in these past, this past month and a half only. Wow. Amazing to think of it that way. The next thing is what would you like to acknowledge yourself for from this past week? Anything you want to shine a light on? What did it take from you to complete this yoga program to make it to this moment? I would like to acknowledge in myself that starting something new and completely outside of my expertise for the last decade and being a beginner was so uncomfortable to not be good at something right away and to really have to figure out how something works for you. I would just like to acknowledge getting through that and just being so humbled by being a beginner at something that it was really uncomfortable for me. Yes, I love what you said about being a beginner, moving outside of these structures of school, out of what we were doing before. It's like we more and more get to create that opportunity to be a beginner mm -hmm. ourselves mm -hmm. <laughs> by pursuing new interests and new passions. And I'd love to talk about that in our conversation today as well. I think it's so important to come back to that, to be reminded of how it's like to be a beginner and be able to move through those feelings. Reminds you of being alive. <laughs> yes, it reminds you of being alive. It's like, can be hard but and uncomfortable. Also, that's like part of life. Like, okay, good, right? I'm still growing. I'm still meeting new edges. Yeah. And for myself... I'd like to acknowledge just leaning into rest. <laughs> I feel like I keep saying that, but it's still something that I am working to embody of just like what I thought was my baseline is not. <laughs> it's still like, as my therapist put it, like I was going 200 in like a 60 mile lane and now I'm going 100 in a 60 mile That's lane. Progress. And she's like, you need to get down to like five miles in a school zone. <laughs> so that is the goal. Have you, have you reached that rest that you're looking for? It's getting there. I think just like a car, you know, you can't just like slam on the brakes if you're going like 100 miles an hour. It's sort of this like decrease that's happening. But I think little by little, definitely celebrating those moments of just like, ah, empty calendar. 
Yes. <laughs> no commitments. No workshops. Yeah. yeah. No or even a day, just a day, empty day. <laughs> yeah, an empty day. Ooh, yeah. We're working up, we're working up yeah. to that one, baby <laughs> <Yeah>. steps. <laughs> we're all on our own journeys here. For the listeners who have not had the pleasure to know you as I do, <laughs> where and how did your journey as an artist as an artistic entrepreneur begin in that journey how did hair as your hairstylist become one of the more prominent mediums that you chose to express through i got to start going to cosmetology school when i was in high school and it was just an opportunity that kind of came up with ROP and I just thought it was interesting. It intrigued me. I did not think at all that, oh, I want to be a hairstylist. That's what I right. want to do after high school. I really had no idea. I had intentions in just figuring it out in college. And so when I went to register for cosmetology school, it all just completely fell together. I was really excited the morning I was going to take my entrance exam. So I didn't even know if I was going to be accepted. And I was just talking to some guy that was sitting next to me in PE that morning. And I was like, I'm so excited. I'm going to take my entrance exam for cosmetology school. And I was a sophomore in high school, 15 years old at this time. This guy sitting next to me in PE was like, oh, my mom is the director at that school. And I'm like, what? Oh, talk yes. about synchronicity. Yes. <laughs> I, it was just something I was excited about and I shared. And he just, because of that, he talked to his mom and, you know, she helped me to get in. And it was like so random. But I feel like that was such an image of the way that synchronicity kind of worked in this career. It wasn't something that I forced. It was just something that slowly happened and slowly blossomed. Even going into the program, I wasn't even sure. I was like, we'll see. We'll see if I like it. And then, you know, we'll go from there. And whenever I think back on that, I just think that that part of myself was just so open to figuring things out as they came along. So I didn't really think about it too much. And once I was in it, I just fell in love with it. And I just loved being able to meet strangers and be able to impact how they felt in mm. that day or about themselves. But it was just like really fun for me. It wasn't that deep. It was just, wow, that's so cool. I get to make somebody feel better about themselves. Um, and that was when I was 16 when I started the cosmetology school. So once I finished, I worked right away. I didn't assist. I, I thought about it. I thought about going that route of being an apprentice and like, being trained before I really go off on my own. But it just so happened the day that I was applying for jobs to be an apprentice, I was on my way home and there was a salon that was right next to my house. And I just applied there. I didn't, I was like, well, you know, they're not doing any kind of assisting programs, but I'm just going to apply here and see. And they ended up hiring me that day, knowing that I was wow. at this time, 17 years old. I was still in high school and I had no experience. I just got my license like two weeks prior. They just hired me that day. That was like another thing that just kind of happened. 
I started my career very unconventionally because I was just immediately like seeing clients who were paying money to have me work on them, even though I was terrified and I didn't know what I was doing. But it kind of worked because it made me really open to anything that came in front of me, whether or not I knew how to do it. I just somehow was able to figure it out. And if it was something that I technically wasn't really confident with at all, I at least could like connect personally. I could just kind of have a nice conversation with them and make them feel good. Then hopefully they would come back to me. I love that and just sort of like celebrating those small wins of like, you know, if I can just make a connection with this person, like I'm just going to celebrate that. And like what happens, happens. Like you said, what I'm hearing in your journey is just that sense of like openness. There doesn't need to be all this justification. There doesn't need to be this like pro and cons list, right? It really was just like your openness at that time of like, you know what? This is interesting. This is fun. This is cool. I enjoy this. Let me just like go for it. And also like your openness in sharing that. I mean, (laughs) how like incredible that just like a small conversation, just a small share to the person next to you in PE is like, oh, wow, bloomed into this like amazing connection with like the director of the cosmetology school (laughs) that goes to show just like all of these little moments that you said yes to yourself and said yes to making connections with other people and have started you on this whole journey that you are still on how many years later? Yes, 12 years later. With that openness is also this terrifying freak out moment where I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is, I do not know what I'm doing. I shouldn't be here. Like, this is crazy. That definitely came along with, but it was like, after I would freak out, it's just like, well, you know, here we are. Let's just keep taking what is coming along. And that was when I was 17, right before I turned 18, but it wasn't until I turned 22 So four years into my career did I start to change as a person. And before that, my motivation was to just be better technically. I just wanted to be like a really cool, you know, like artist at what I do. But not until I was 22 did I really discover my spiritual journey. Mm. I just personally was going through such a rough time. And in that like desperation I found spirituality, I found God, and I found that connection that that I was missing. And when I changed my purpose in life, it really changed my whole career from being this technical artistry to I get to connect with humans every single day, and I have this uninterrupted time with them and what am I going to do with that time and how am I going to impact this person what am I going to learn from this person and and what am I really going to do with this time that I feel like is really the start of what I do now instead of just oh I'm a hairstylist but that is where I really deepened this perspective of what we all get to do, what we all get to 
share with each other this time that we get to have to connect. And it really changed everything for me. Wow. Wow. That is so, so beautiful. I think with any job too, it could just be like, oh, you know, I'm just doing this job, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just doing this job. But really you took the time to look within yourself, to connect deeper to, you know, your values, your spirituality, like your mission and being like, what is this an opportunity to do? And really seeing not just, oh, I cut hair, but really like going deeper into it and being like, no, this is a whole experience that I'm sharing with someone. And like you said, the true value here is like you have this uninterrupted time with this other person that you get to make this intimate connection and learn from other people. I mean, I just think that's so amazing to think about that you're really, I feel like you really tapped into the value, the deeper value of the experience that you are creating um, for other people. Even when first coming in, it was like for a different motivation. And then to see how that evolved as you as a person evolved, your relationship to what you did evolved as well, even though technically you're in the same sort of like industry in the same sort of position and yet a whole different, you know, world blossoms. So what is what blossomed from there. (laughs) Before, it was like the motivation was to make more money or get more totals, you know, like just what am I making at the end of the day and trying to get higher and higher or even comparing myself to the people around me. From there, all of that fell away and I had no end goal anymore. I was ultra present. And every day I got to just dive into a space with each person. And that is really all it was about was the individual that is in front of me. And it was like that for for a while. It was just the complete opposite direction that I was in before because I went from like very goal oriented to completely present oriented. And I realized the gift that I have in doing hair that is a vehicle of connecting somebody's inner self with their outer self. Mm. When I saw that, it really just changed because then it was just about like, who who is this person's inner self in front of me? And in what way through conversation or through the way that they can see themselves in the mirror, in what way can they reconnect with their inner self? And I think because I spent so much of my life disconnected from my inner and outer self, to be able to give that experience that I had gone through to other people, it was really all I wanted. And by then in my career, I wanted to do other things. Um, but under the umbrella of hair. So I started being in community with so many different artists that were photographers, musicians, you know, all different graphic designers, so many different, so many different talented people. And I all of a sudden became really passionate in 
people's gifts and their talents. So I just wanted to do all kinds of photo shoots or whatever, like events and whatever I could be a part of to like style hair. So I could just stay in my lane as other people were in their lanes. And I really put myself out there for the first time in my career as far as like, I'm a hair artist and I am along other artists who are doing really interesting things, like just putting together photo shoots instead of waiting to be signed by an agency or waiting for some kind of other, I don't know, like, it was like, I was just along a journey with a bunch of other people who were self-employed artists and just wanted to find a way to get their work out there. So I really, really loved being a part of photo shoots and working with models and giving that same connection to a model before she's about to be in front of a camera. So that was something I I really dove into for a while. And I thought for a couple years, I wanted to eventually get signed at an agency. So I was just (laughs) always volunteering my time to be a part of photo shoots and getting, getting that together until I realized that that wasn't what I wanted to do. <laughs> but I kind <laughs> of was, was just doing run. it. Yeah. <laughs> but I was doing it for a while anyway. And even with that, it was just a way for me to photograph my work for the first time. And this is all like 2014. So like Instagram had just <laughs> started really. Right. <laughs> so just being able to like photograph my work was like this brand new like idea. So all I wanted to do was connect with photographers. And I think that's where I really found the love of artists, but I guess like entrepreneurs at the same time. And I never really saw myself as that until I started surrounding myself with more people. And just the encouragement that I got from the other people that I was working with was really impactful. Before I started putting myself out there on these photo shoots, I I really needed encouragement from other people to even like give me permission (laughs) and say like, you know, like you don't have to wait for like other people to like discover you or, give you a path that you could just do what you're interested in and meet people and see what they're interested in and see what you could create together. But there were just a couple of people who really gave me the encouragement that I do have something of value to share. And I think in this point in my career and and my identity as an artist, I just didn't know that. (laughs) So I really, really connected with people who were able to see that in me and draw that out of me, which even furthered my desire to be that for other people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Once I was able to like receive this like permission that I didn't really need, but I kind of needed, I just wanted to do that with other people and like, oh, do you know that you have this gift? Like you need to share this gift with the world, you know, when you're ready, but you have it and the world will love it. That part in my career is really so core to to who I am now and in the way that I want to even move forward. Right. Like 
sometimes we need that support. (laughs) Sometimes like, yeah, you know, maybe won't rely on it forever, but there's that little boost, you know, being surrounded by people that can be mirrors for Mm -hmm. us that can sometimes see what we don't see in ourselves or that maybe we stop ourselves from seeing like our own gifts and surrounding ourselves with those people and then passing like you did that gift on to others. Like, I just know in my interactions with you and like everyone who goes to you, like (laughs) just how impactful like the whole experience is with you. And like you really make it like beyond hair because you take that time to get to know people, connect with people and give them that support of like, hey, like this is almost like a therapy session. (laughs) (laughs) And I think what's so incredible too is just like how much that connection has returned back to you in like your business that you've built this whole like network, this whole community of people that come to you um, for, you know, that connection really and not even relying so much on social media. You know, I feel like these days it almost feels like, oh, if you don't have a social media as a business, then it's like, what are you, yeah. what are you doing? Like, what are you sitting yeah. on? But really it's like coming back to, okay, what's the core of that? It's like truly to connect people. And you've done that so well in, in person that through word of mouth, your like business has like grown and grown and grown. I think that's just so amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It, I've had such a long journey with Instagram and trying to figure out what my place in Instagram or how do I want to present myself and how do I want to show up. And there's a lot of fear in exposing myself that I haven't really gotten to the bottom of yet. But it's so interesting that even with that, like, fear of like showing myself or showing my work or just putting myself out there to be judged. Like even with that, to see how it has grown organically, that makes me feel really lucky, but I'm like, okay, but does that mean that I don't need to do it and get into it? Or does that just mean that like I've gotten by and I just need to put it out there? But I really appreciate the way that my clients and my friends and family and just the way that people have networked for me it it just is such a gift to me because it is the people that they are closest to the people like in their circles their friends their families so it it makes me feel even more honored because it's not just like you know posts and you know reposts and tagged and everything like that but these are the people that they see in their lives every day so that makes it feel so tangible right wow (laughs) wow (laughs) and I just like to touch on you know something on your website on the homepage of your website which I feel you know sums us up beautifully is like your approach to you know, really hair and artistry and this like deeper purpose that you've connected it with of 
you know, the beautiful line that you have is transforming identity and chapters through hair. So I'd love to hear how has hair and sort of style been one expression of identity in the chapters of your own life and how or what transformation you've witnessed or been a part of like with your clients and reflecting on these past years? Identity to me has been such a discovery and I think in my spirituality, being able to really understand my identity and not all of the things that I've attached myself to as my identity has been really important in my work. So being able to understand that we are so much deeper than how we look, what we do, all of these things that we have just unconsciously connected to. Being able to really feel that and understand that and own that, that to me is like the starting place to how I want to do hair or bring somebody's like vision that they've brought to me to life. Coming from there and being able to see who the person is underneath and to be able to draw that outwards is what really inspires me and that's what really keeps me excited. Also the way that hair tends to be these like visual time capsules that we have. When we look back Mm. on photos and we remember when we had that haircut or that hair color or You can just like take yourself back by thinking of like your hairstyle. I don't know. It's just like this crazy thing. So true. (laughs) Instantly it can take you back or like, oh, that's when, you know, that's when my hair was short. That's when my hair was long, blonde, whatever. So that is always really interesting as far as chapters is that they are these visual time capsules to these moments in our lives, whether it was when we were graduating or when we were in college or when we were in that relationship. And then when we broke up in that relationship, oh, yeah. <laughs> so that is so exciting to me. And it, I didn't realize that until I was reflecting on my career and thinking about my clients and all of the different phases that they've gone through and being able to be with them a part of that has been really cool and for me personally oh my gosh it's been like it's so personal to me because when I was growing up I just I just really struggled with self-acceptance and hair to me was definitely a, a thing that I could change in order to make myself feel better. Or even in middle school, I was really, really shy and quiet in middle school. And then I would like do my hair in these crazy styles. Lizzie McGuire (laughs) was an icon, okay? So let me take you back to the year. So being really, really shy and really quiet, but like obsessed with Lizzie McGuire, I would copy these hairstyles. And to me, it was like, that was the self-expression that I had when I didn't really have it yet. So that's what that was for me as far as like my identity how hair began to be like an expression for me that kind of evolved into like turning my hair into like these crazy colors or being blonde and having all these extensions and you know like (laughs) frying my hair because I was blonde and all these things and so when I went through this whole internal spiritual (laughs) 
evolution. It was so interesting. I didn't even realize this at the time, but it was like, I took out my extensions that I was like obsessed with for like five years. I always had them in. I took out my extensions. I dyed my hair back to my natural color. And it was so interesting because I didn't know this at the time. It just was happening. I, they were just choices I was making. I wanted my hair to be healthy. I wanted it to be long and I wanted, you know, it to be natural. And then I actually embraced my natural hair texture, which is straight and flat. But I always used to like try to put volume and curl it and wave it. And then it was like, even in this transformation, I just would let my hair air dry. And I just like, I just liked it straight. And even that was so representative of what was going on inside of me. And I didn't even realize all of this at the time until now that I look back. Yeah, just like that physical expression of the transformation that was happening within you, like really starting from within mm -hmm. and then all of these things just naturally followed that, followed mm -hmm. your shift and your change in perspective and really represented you stepping into this self-acceptance with this physical sign of like you accepting your hair. And I'm interested to know how does self-acceptance show up in your life now? A big part of self-acceptance showing up right now for me is allowing myself to fully feel what I'm going through in the moment that I'm going through it and not trying to deny my emotions or trying to like talk myself into a more positive mindset, but to just honor what I'm feeling and being able to see where it's coming from or not see where it's coming from, but to just feel it fully until it passes. And a big form of self-acceptance along with that is also being able to communicate that with the people around me exactly how I need to. I, I, I've had such a hard time fully accepting like, you know, negative emotions and then also being able to like communicate it to the people that it affects is like just right. always been like just completely out of my character. But now it really seems like that's something that I'm able to do and it's something that I want to do and something I need to do. And it does come out of this self-acceptance and this welcoming of how I'm feeling and what I have to say. And what tools or you know, bits of wisdom support do you think helped you to come to this place of self-acceptance? Therapy. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and to kind of go in this outwardly theme, it was so interesting. I stopped wearing makeup for a while, which is like so random. That, but <laughs> that was actually something that outwardly it really struck this like self-acceptance celebration in me that I didn't have to like cover up any flaws or even see flaws necessarily and just like fully accepting and I pray as much as I can um, when I'm when I'm struggling through self-acceptance I have a really, really, really supportive partner. I am definitely in the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. And 
just to be loved in the way that I have been has been really eye-opening. That has really, really transformed <laughs> my self-acceptance as well. And even before then, even before this relationship, to really be by myself and to love my time with myself and to do the things that I'm interested in, like the act of doing things that I'm interested in has really helped that as well. Yeah, giving yourself that permission of like, this is me, this is what I'm interested in. Like, <laughs> F it, I'm gonna go for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Like this is doing things like just for yourself and like on your own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been really, really empowering to be like, oh, um, I've always wanted to visit this place. I'm going to just go do it. Just like trying new things, trying new places, being like your own friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, thinking about where you're at now in your journey with, you know, with being a hairstylist, with being an artistic entrepreneur, your journey of, you know, self-acceptance, what would your younger self think the you who just like I'm starting cosmetology school just (laughs) cuz oh my gosh well one I think she would be surprised that I never relocated because (laughs) that was something that I was like I just was so sad on when when I was younger but I think she would be really really proud of of me to have kept that sense of freedom because I really value being able to find a way to do the things that you want and somehow being able to make a profession out of it. Mm. Um, That was something that I really wanted when I was Young. I mean, I was, I grew up in the age of do what you love, you know? So I think to have kept myself in love with the process of loving my profession and, and all those things, I think she would have been really proud. I think she would have too. <laughs> I love what you said about first starting with what are these things that I'm interested in, that I'm passionate about, that I love, and how can I make that a profession? This approach of like, let me figure it out instead of like, oh, these are all the barriers and things, or this is like why it can't happen, but really making a commitment of being like, all right, this is what I want to do. This is what I love to do. And I'm just going to make it happen. Like, I'm just going to make it work. And like, here you are like 15 years later and reflecting back on your journey, you know, what helped you keep going? I think through maybe those moments of doubt or I don't know, I feel, you know, for myself, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know how this is going to end up you know, 10 years down the line, what kind of helped you to keep going, to keep igniting and falling back in love with your profession and your chosen expression? I am the opposite of a specialist. So (laughs) I... Multi-passionate. Yes. I try a lot of things often. And I think being able to 
shift or pivot directions just slightly and learning something else really helps me to mold everything together so that I could keep going and and with more momentum even. It's like throughout this career, I've taken so many different classes by specialists, <laughs> whether that's like focusing on men or color or a certain style of cutting or photography or, you know, so I've, I've taken a lot of different classes and I mean, I even started, I tried doing like permanent makeup and then I, I worked specifically at a styling bar and all these different things have really helped me to stay passionate. I don't think that I would still have the energy had I not done different things along the way. And especially even things outside of my career. I got really, really invested in serving at church or like looking into, you know, doing outreaches for a couple years. And then I got really into being around a lot of like musicians and helping them start different events and, you know, just like wow, different so things. Cool. What? I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, uh, that was a, a brief time, but it really like being around so many talented musicians and being so bad at that, it <laughs> helped me to really like, okay, well, this is what I'm good at. And this is like how this, how their talents translate to like what I love, you know? And I also like went to different areas and like assisted people and and so I tried a lot of different things and I think I'm still doing that. <laughs> right. It really, it really helps. It really helps to keep me going. <laughs> yeah. Just following your curiosity, yes. whether it's like yes. directly or even indirectly related to what your quote unquote like career or like profession is and just taking it all in as like information of like like you said like oh, okay well this is what I am good at yeah. <laughs> maybe not so much yeah. that but I can learn I can be inspired by other people when you're speaking that I just get this image of like a fire you know our passion is sort of like this fire and it doesn't matter where we get the kindling like how we keep this fire fueled it's like just keep it coming if it's a small stick if it's a huge log if it's like some paper like an egg carton like just put it all into the fire and like <laughs> let's just like keep it going that's yeah. what came yeah. to mind and yeah. You know, and now how have new passions come into your life? This journey that you are concluding with your yoga teacher training. Yoga to me was always something that helped my body as a hairstylist. And it was something that I really needed physically. Just the way that it aligns you physically and it was exactly what I needed from standing all day and looking down, shoulders, low back, everything. That's always been the one physical activity that I could always go back to that I really enjoy. During COVID and not working for months and disidentifying with myself as a hairstylist, I went into this like crazy <laughs> low cave of just like, I don't even know what I want. I don't know what I enjoy. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where anything is going. So it was kind of just something that 
when I would practice yoga during these times, it was just like, maybe I should just try being a yoga teacher or, or going through the training of it. It was just something I always wanted secretly, but I just like never had the time to actually go do. Just the thought of that, just the thought of like, oh, maybe that would be like a really good gift to myself for my 30th birthday is just like getting my yoga training. And it was not even like, not even as a career, just just a gift to myself to, to do something I've always wanted. That was kind of a thought of mine. And then I ended up getting this like Groupon for this, this yoga app. And then that app had emailed about a yoga training for, wow. for online, yeah, a Zoom yoga teacher training. And it was like so crazy. And it was the cheapest that I'd ever seen any other trainings. Synchronicity, yeah, synchronicity. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. And I was at such a low point. I was like, am I just doing this? Because I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. And it was so interesting because I was thinking back, like I was saying earlier about like my high school self and how I just like jumped into cosmetology, not even like considering, do I want to be a hairstylist? And would I be good at that? Is that something I want? I just like jumped into it. So even remembering that that was even a part of myself at one time, that is like the push <laughs> that got me to actually get started with it, even though I didn't know where it was going to go or how it was like, what I'm even doing it for. I love and that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just being inspired by, like, your younger self. Yeah, like, hey, crazy. I did it once. Maybe it was yeah. a really long time ago. Like, maybe yeah. it was when I was, like, 15. Maybe it was when I was three yeah. years old. But, hey, you know, Seriously. there was this point in time where I was just a free a free yeah. bird and just jumping into it. And, like, what, how you framed it of, like, what do I want to gift myself? Mm -hmm. What do I want to gift myself? Again, without justification, without the need to be for some future vision or yeah. business venture, but really what do I want to gift to myself? Yeah, I had this like epiphany that like, it was weird because when I was considering whether or not I should sign up for this, this program, I was actually talking to a client that day and she asked me how I got into doing hair. I had this like epiphany that like I could be saying this, oh, you know, that was that was who I was back then. I could just kind of choose something and not really know where it's going. And then I realized that I have the choice <laughs> if I want to do that now. Like it's not just, oh, that was who I was before, but I'm not like that anymore. Like we have all the freedom <laughs> to be able to choose <laughs> who we are and how we're going to like act in a certain situation in front of us it doesn't need to just be a past self or you know not like that anymore but I could actually choose to be that person now I love that remembering our power our power within us to choose that at any moment we can choose to chop off all our hair yeah, or to exactly. sign up for a yoga teacher training <laughs> or to you know try that yeah. one thing we've always been like wanting to do it's like yeah we we can choose and sometimes we do we do just need that reminder yeah so thank you for that <laughs> yeah there's this podcast by Seth Godin there's this one episode called You're It. And it's in his Akimbo podcast. And this one episode, I've 
just replayed over and over and over again. And his his whole he has a whole concept on choosing yourself. And I just love the way that he encourages you. If anyone would like to <laughs> pull that episode yeah, up, it we'll is link so that, good. We'll link but that. <laughs> yeah, because he basically is saying that we no longer live in a time where there are gatekeepers to industries. Like sure, I mean, like doctors, uh, yeah. sure, there are, you know, lawyers or there are gatekeepers, but but there aren't gatekeepers like we think that there are and that we could really choose ourselves instead of waiting for other people to say like, okay, yes, your, your writing is good enough for this, this book or, you know, your, your music is good enough for this show. We have all of the resources available to us to be able to put ourselves and our work out there regardless of what that is and to be able to just break out of the mindset that we need to wait for something until we can do something. I think that is just so powerful. And it, it makes me, when I, when I hear that podcast, I just think, oh my gosh, like everyone, everyone has stuff that like they have all the resources to be able to like start regardless of what it is. Even if you want to write a book, you can just write a book and send it to 50 people and see if they like it, you know? And if, you know, and when he uses that example, he's like, if it's not good, then you just write another one and send it to 50 people. But if they like it, then they could maybe share it with 50 people. And, you know, there's no, there's no gatekeeping anymore. There are no boundaries to, to the things that we desire anymore. Yeah. Oof. Bars. (laughs) Bars. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's so true. It's really just about what opportunities will we choose to create for ourselves and will we give ourselves that permission? And I hope that everyone who is listening to your journey, this is like a testament of like, it'll work out. Like, <laughs> like just just yeah. take that first step. Just like dive into what it is you want to try, what you're interested in. Give yourself that permission, that self-acceptance that no matter where you end up, like you have the resources within you. You have the ability to figure out how to make it happen, how to like pivot at any mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today. So many golden nuggets of wisdom and kind of bringing our conversation to a close here. What is, what's next for you? What's next for you to try, to learn, to experience? Well, I am finishing up this training in a couple of days and I would like to hold my first event, whether that is via Zoom or I don't know. I don't know what that's <laughs> what that's like or if I could, if I if we could do some kind of in-person thing, but I would really like to hold an event 
And uh, we were we were talking about this, just getting together all the people that I think are so interesting and so talented and being able to have a space together and, and teach my yoga class, but somehow integrate what I do with hair and bringing people together. That really feels like what's next for me. I also am going to be moving in a couple of months and relocating and moving my business. So I don't know how that's all going to happen, but first I'm just going to focus on an event. But yeah, I, I do need to, to move as well. And I'm going to be getting married in a couple of months. And oh so, gosh, so many exciting things for you next. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, just being more outspoken is what I'm hoping for next. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And with that note, how can listeners connect with you? How can they have the opportunity to experience what you have created, your gift? I have a website. It's celestd.com, celested. (laughs) Um, And I'm on Instagram as celesticals, except like, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) So again, that website. Instagram ghost. (laughs) (laughs) So that website where you can book a session with Celeste or even do a hair consultation. She does free hair consultations online. So if you're just trying to zhuzh it up. Yes. Holla at Celeste. That is C-E-L-E-S-T-E-D dot com. And at Instagram, we'll link it in the show notes in the description. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, and, thank you, Alyssa. Um, do you know, to- <laughs> really quickly though, do you know yes. that you are, I mean, exactly everything that I'm talking about, just the way that you courageously go for things and share your gifts and put yourself out there. You have inspired me so much. Actually, if I could just say, you are definitely one of the big reasons that I even started yoga teacher training to see you diving into your Reiki practice and all that you have just been able to gift and share with me um, personally receiving <laughs> what you have to offer has just really, really inspired me. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. I received. <laughs> we share the love, we give the love, and we also receive the love here. That's how we do. Hey, listeners, our postgrads, 20-somethings and beyond out there, we hope you gained some insight, some inspiration from today's episode with Celeste. We invite you to turn that inspiration inward with today's discovery exercise, our little challenge that Celeste has given us. So we invite you to take some time to list, to write down 10 alternate identities, roles, life scenarios that you would like to try or step into let yourself dream big and putting it out there i mean this is just for you so letting your imagination your curiosity run wild we'd love to hear what you discover feel free to comment on our instagram or message us directly at getting grounded community 
or share it on your own Instagram and tag us. At the end of the day, remember that what matters most are the answers that you create. So we'll see you next week for our final episode of season one, which will be a group episode with our other hosts and collaborators, June, Claire, and Joyce. And we'll be reflecting on all of the insights that we learned from this first season. Take care, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Bye.